Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. This is episode number 128 with my guest, Solomon Wright, who most recently became the New Zealand 10-kilometer open water champion. Solomon was on the podcast last year after he won the Rottnest Channel. And in the last 12 months, he's put a lot of work into his strength, into his stroke, and also his fitness. And we'll talk more about that on the podcast. But there's also a YouTube video that accompanies this podcast where we do a before and after of Solomon's technique. Because after the Rottnest Channel swim, where he was having issues with his shoulders, but he managed to come out and win that event in record time. But those those injuries were were still quite uh, quite fresh to him. And we have a look at what are some of the things in his stroke that he was doing that he wanted to change. And we also have the after video that was recorded just a couple of weeks ago. And you'll really see a significant difference in his catch, his alignment, his recovery, and a few other aspects of the stroke. So head on over to the YouTube channel, uh, on which is the Effortless Swimming YouTube channel. Take a look at that accompanying video. And it's quite interesting to see the progression and the development at that very top level. It's obviously a lot uh, less or a lot more minimal changes that we see with swimmers who don't have that same level of experience behind them, but there's still some significant changes that you do see there. So it doesn't matter what level you're at, there's always things that you can work on. So take a look at the video on YouTube. So let's get into the podcast. This is Solomon Wright talking about what he's changed, what he's focused on in the last 12 months to get to such a, a good place in terms of much less injury. He's a lot fitter than where he was and what's next for him. Let's get into it. So Simon, welcome to the podcast. This is the second time I've uh, I've had you on, and most uh, the most recent thing you've done is you've just won the New Zealand 10k Open Water Champ. So congratulations and welcome. Thank you so much. It's really good to be back. I'm happy to chat with you. Um, thanks, thanks again for the weekend. I'm really, really excited and really happy with the result, and looking forward to the next year. So we um we caught up after Rotto. So we both competed at Rotto and. Um, you won in a new record time and then a couple of weeks later I came up to the Gold Coast and we did some filming because I thought it'd be really good to see what your stroke looks like and um, see what we can take from that and teach to the swimmers that come along to our clinics and, and online and um, and then again more recently just a couple of weeks ago we did another sort of another filming uh, together up on the Gold Coast and there's been quite a bit of stuff that you've been working on since the the very first filming that we did just post Rotto and um and i mean you were saying that your times were had come down as a result of yep. i guess that and fitness and less injury and everything and i thought it'd be yep. interesting to um to just talk about what are some of those things that you had focused on over the last 12 months just in terms of the technical stuff of your stroke well after rotto last year um my shoulders were quite injured and i was dealing with a bit of injury going into rotness and then again coming out of it so that's that was my main focus so i've been looking at my stroke from after the first time with you and looking at how, how my shoulder flexibility and my mobility and the strength of the, of all of that rotation stuff going through my stroke. And I really analyzed that and then took that to my physio and to my coaches and really set out a plan to, you know, just get stronger so I could become faster in the water. And that's, that's really worked over the last year. I've had a rocky year with my shoulders up and down, um, as, as injuries, uh, tend to do, but the last six months has been solid, and I've been slowly building that strength that I need. And my times have come down accordingly, so pretty happy with the last year. And what are some of those specific exercises and areas that you've been focusing on? Well, my 
well, my catch has been was quite low off the first video. I'm sure you remember it was quite low because I just didn't have that strength or the the flexibility can to reach to reach a little bit higher and grab more um, more pulling through my stroke. So I've worked on getting that higher, and then I've worked on just through the just the, the basic physio exercises, you know, the basic rotator cuff stuff, um, and just the basic gym rowing exercises to get that strength through my whole back and all around to support my shoulder in that pull through. So I'm pulling more water with more ease. And it's, I'm going to do a YouTube video on this comparing that while looking at the differences and the changes over the last 12 months, cause there's some, some sort of, it looks like there's been some flow and effects from that, that extra strength and working on that, that part of your catch as well. It, it looked like it made a big difference with, um, with your alignment and your recovery and, um, and a bit to do with the rotation as well. So when all of that comes together, it seems like the other aspects that you may not may not necessarily be focusing on, they tend to improve as a result of that too. And it's um, yeah, it's really quite evident. And uh, yeah, and, and winning the New Zealand 10K champs uh, the other week is uh, is a really good result. So um, you mentioned just before the call that um, that's unlike the the pool nationals. It's not. You, you win and you're on the team. It's a selection process. So, uh, can you yep. talk a little bit, bit about what's the what's the process now from here to go on and and swim at a, a World Cup or international competitions? So, I think from it's I'm I'm unsure. Obviously, it's all subject to selectors' um, discretion. Really, they have to decide of based on funding and lots of other influencing factors and who they send where and whether or not I'm, I will be allowed to go. But I think. I will be allowed to go to a World Cup next year and, and go back on the international circuit for some international race practice, really, and you know jump back on that circuit, which I'll be really, really happy to do because that's what I did back before my shoulder injury. I was at that level, so I'm really pleased to be back at that level. Um, and then I'm racing again next week at Australian Championships for the second part of my selection on two World Championships. So hopefully I do well next weekend, and then hopefully I'll be off to World Championships, but who knows? It's all up to selectors and I'll just do my best and see how that goes. And when it comes to some of the training sessions that you've been doing, you, you sent through, you wrote down some of the workouts that you've, you've done. And I mean, half of the, half of you know, some of the main sets is like a full session for most people. So there's some, some pretty massive sets that you've, that you've done. And I think it'd be good to, uh, to talk through a, a couple of the like maybe the harder ones that you've you've done over the last couple of months because when i read them i, I thought jesus christ well next time i'm training for rotnest or a really big swim i've really got to up my game and up the the distance that i'm doing in some of these sets because they're they're pretty impressive so what were the uh the one two or three workouts that you found uh were probably the most challenging well actually speaking of the hard workouts over christmas i went home to see my family back in perth and you know spend time with my my old coach back there training there, keeping my fitness up. And they did an open water camp and we were doing a huge amount of Ks. We did over over the Christmas period, like including Christmas day and new years and stuff. We, I think over three weeks we did maybe 210, 215 Ks, <laughs> somewhere around that region. So it's, you know, like 70 to 80 K weeks and it just absolutely smashes you. It's, you know, you can break it up however you like really, but just getting those Ks under your belt, is just so essential for that later fitness those long swims you know i'm not doing 200 meters i'm doing 10k so 10k a day shouldn't really be too much of an issue and how many how many sessions were you breaking that uh, across so 80, 80k a week what would that typically look like how many sessions and how long would you be training for 
Well, that that varied because you know it was the holiday season and the pool opening and closing and that sort of stuff. So before the the actual holiday season started in early December, I was doing you know the standard sort of morning and night sessions. I was doing nine times a week, and that that was about it. Really, just squeeze all the Ks into nine sessions. I wasn't doing any gym because again, my shoulders don't they're not going to cope with all of those Ks and a gym as well. So I was just doing recovery and swimming, and that was about it. And then, you know, during the holiday season, we decided to do longer mornings, some some afternoons, but mostly mornings. And it was just two and a half, three hour mornings. Full on. And are there, um, is it, how, what sort of pace are you swimming for, for most of those Ks? Is it um, kind of just below threshold or is it above that? Is there, is there much speed work? What would it typically well, look like? Well, it's sort of a building process. You know, you don't start off going flat out for 13 Ks for a three hour session on your very first day. So that's, that comes later, but, um, you know, just sort of building slowly. So sitting at short rest pace was sort of common. Uh, we just sort of tick over there. Was, there's not really much resting. You don't really do much resting. Maybe in a three hour session, you know, sit on the wall for maybe 10 minutes of that three hours in total. In a two hour session, you might sit for, you know, five minutes. Sometimes you don't sit at all. Sometimes you just do a session will be 10 K straight. And, you know, you got to, you got to, to treat it like a race and build up. You build your race, you, t- you do a faster the start, faster the finish, whatever, whatever you decide to do. Um, you treat it like however you want to race or whatever your race strategy will be for whatever distance you're doing. It's good to get in and do that distance straight away. So if you're doing a you know a 2K swim in the ocean and that's your first swim, it's good to just get, get in the pool and do a 2K like you would in the ocean so you can get that sort of experience under your belt. Although it's different conditions, it's different scenarios, but if if you can do that in the pool, then it's it's clear that you can do it in in the ocean if all things go well. And if things don't go well, well then you adapt and can just do your best, really. Mm. I'm uh, I'm looking at some of the sets here. There, <laughs> this this one made me laugh. So you've got a uh, it, I assume this probably isn't the uh, there's warm up before this as well. But the the main set it's uh, you've got ten one hundreds on one fifteen, then thirty yep. seconds rest, then eight k build. And then 1K max. So it's just that. Yeah. And that's your 10K. No, there's no warm up before that. That's a 10K Straight race practice. Yeah, because in a, in, a, in a race at the start, you sort of, you know, there's no there's no preamble before a race. You sort of, you've got your race briefing. That takes like 30 minutes. You're not really warmed up. You've got to, you swing your arms and that's about the best you get. So straight into it. And then straight into a building building process and then plus finish. All right. That's, yeah, that's impressive. And uh, the other one I liked as well was, um, and I tried this. I nearly made it one set through uh, short course. Right. It was uh, the hundred on one thirty, two hundred on two thirty, three hundred yeah. on three minutes thirty, yeah. and then four hundred on four minutes thirty. And it's got times four next yeah, to it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that is uh, man, yeah, it's like hundred easy, and then it's like two hundred of sort of tempo, three hundred of fast, and then four hundred at at your race pace, and then repeat. Yeah, that's uh, I really like that set. It just it's kind of unrelenting. It just gets uh, it just gets harder and harder and harder. And then I guess you you know you go back down, and get a little bit more rest, but um, yeah. it really sort of crescendos at the end there. So oh yeah, yeah I like that set. So um, yeah, it's there, there's just some really challenging workouts. So it's I, I like seeing what guys at the very top end like yourself are are doing because it it kind of makes you think oh there's there's more that I can there's more that I can do here and uh, yeah. There's, I don't know if you've heard of a guy, Dave Goggins. He's he's written this book recently, and he used to be an ex Navy SEAL, and now he's a 
does a lot of ultra marathon running, but he's just, uh, yeah. just yeah. a really hard guy. And he talks about like, he, he did this hundred K race and um, it was the first one that he did. He, he hadn't trained for it really at all. And he um, ended up just <laughs> completely ruining himself and he was throwing up blood and everything. And just, there's sort of no filter with the, with the pain. He'd just go through it and he just wouldn't think twice about it. And it's yeah. kind of after hearing stuff like that, it, it's a, uh, it's good motivation to, um, yeah, just, you can do it. It's just, it's really, it's so mental compared to physical. Like obviously the physical is important, but a lot of yeah. it is upstairs. You know, what, what's happening yeah, absolutely. in your mind? Absolutely. So, I agree. Yeah. Is it, I mean, did you, do you ever find that when you're training that it's, um, it's just a, a matter of just getting to the pool and getting it done and, and not overthinking, you know, if, if you're feeling tired and you're. Yeah, absolutely. Well, sometimes it's just easy to just go to go go to training and just do what you're told. Sometimes that's all you can do, and that's that's an achievement, you know. Getting up at quarter to five or half past four or whenever you're getting up, and then just going and doing what you're told and getting through the set. Sometimes that's it, and sometimes you can really push it because you're feeling great and you know you've had a double shot coffee or whatever before training, and you're really ready to go. So you push it extra hard and you get fitter and stuff. But sometimes just turning up is better than not turning up at all. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I remember going through that. Even last year, training for Roto, there's there's sessions where you feel greatness. There's sessions where you feel like you've just made no no gain because the shoulders are sore and uh, can't yeah. get going. But then, yeah, it all comes back around, and it's just you've got to push through that, and you've you've still got to keep training. It's yeah. the uh, it's it's yeah, it's the key to making it work. Um, yeah. And in terms of race strategy for the New Zealand uh, swim, how did how did it play out for you? Was it what you expected, or is there anything you need to change midway through? Um, well, not really. I sort of was, I was sort of ready to adapt because I've, you know, I've done that huge blocker over Christmas. I was, I'm pretty aerobically fit at the moment and whether or not it's the main limiting factor was whether or not I was strong enough and whether or not I had the speed. Those were the two limiting factors. I knew I, I knew I had the fitness. So yeah, it was just, I just looking at other people and seeing how they go. I think I was sitting in you know third position, just cruising and ticking, ticking my arms over basically for uh, the first three laps, just making sure I was keeping in contact with everyone and making sure we weren't going too slow or, you know, bridging the gap if someone decides to decided to go, which happened, you know, once or twice, just making sure I was there and just, you know, going around the course. And New Zealand was quite, it was quite a cold course. It was 20 degrees, which is warm enough to not wear a wetsuit, but cold enough to feel the cold. So, you know, I was just trying to keep my shoulders mobile and then, with a lap to go, you know, I moved up into first and started pushing the pace a bit. And one other one other bloke went with me. And then again, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really aerobically challenged. I was just, you know, starting to get a bit sore. And then just I just decided with a kilometer to go that just, you know, right, well let's let's try and win this. I'm sitting in first now. I may as well just push it and make sure it's not a sprint finish because as I said, I know I'm I know I'm fit. It's just whether or not I have the the speed and I was I wasn't prepared to leave it to a last, you know, hundred meter finish or, you know, last 200 meter sprint finish with whoever, because in, in those scenarios, it's really just who's, who's the freshest. And I wasn't prepared to do that. So I took off with a kilometer to go and I just put 30 seconds on the guy who came second. That, that was it. That was my race. Really. It was really, it was really very basic. I was just really responsive and aware of my own energy levels and aware of my own strength. And I really just backed myself to have the fitness to be able to, you know, just stay with everybody and not, not have to push the pace and just have enough strength and enough speed just to take off and then, you know, hold them off towards the line. That's, that's, that was sort of it. That was my race strategy. 
It sounds like you had a lot a lot of confidence going into it, especially having such a good build up to the to the race and your shoulders had been a lot better than what they were 12 months ago. Is that the feeling that you took into it? Um, not really. Well, yes, yes. And no, yes, because I, as you said, I did that huge block of training, but no, because I've, that was my first big 10 K, um, open water swim on the, on these shoulders. So I haven't done any long, long 10 Ks. Obviously I've done them in training, but in race scenario with a big suit on, it's, it's obviously a little bit different. So I was a little bit untested with my shoulders and I was wary of whether or not they would hold up. And given the cold and, you know, like everything sort of freezes up and all your blood goes into your torso and your shoulders and your arms and your toes, get, there's no blood in those. So I was, I was really wary of that. And I've learned a bit. I've, I've think like, you know, my suit was a little bit too tight. So I'm going to be wearing a looser suit for my upcoming races because I just don't think the circulation was there. Um, so yeah, I was really confident in my abilities in the, first, in the last 5k. It was just getting to that, getting to that 5k. Cause as I said, I was, you know, feeling really fit, but I wasn't feeling very fast and I didn't really have that speed because I'd just come off a huge block of training. So mm. all I did was get to 5k and then I backed myself from there. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's really, it's race confidence, isn't it? Just being, um, having, or having the, um, the, the recent races, like we, every year in January, I normally race this three-day meet here in, or here around Melbourne and yeah. day, day one, I'm normally, there's, I've got cobwebs that I need to shake off and swim okay. And then day two, yeah. starting to get better. And then by day three, it's like I've, I've figured out how to race again or I've remembered how to race. It's just um, just needing to do, to do more of that than, uh, yeah, as long as you've got the, the fitness there. So it's, um, yeah, it's good, good that you had that as a, as a training run before next week, which is Australian champs. And you were saying yeah. that it's, it's quite a deep, uh, very deep field this, this year. Yeah, it is. It is. It's huge. Anyone might be like 15 athletes who could get in the top four for that selection position. So really, really could be anyone. So it's, it's, it's going to be anyone's game. Has it ever been this, this stacked or is it sort of something that's caused so many swimmers to, you know, to be focused on, on this year and, um, or there's, there's just a lot more, a lot more swimmers who are at that very top level here. Well, yeah, that's that's been the state of Australian open water swimming. Really, it's sort of been a few really really good juniors, you know, maybe like three or four years ago, and and that's been sort of building. And now it's sort of hitting the crescendo where there's you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds who are ready and raring to go. And that's sort of that's just it. It's, open water is a growing sport. It only got added to the Olympics in two thousand eight, so it's it, it's had what three three or four Olympic cycles now. So it's just it's just growing, and it keeps it continues to grow. I think it's the fastest growing sport in the world at the moment. Yeah, that's awesome. You you definitely see it around. Well, at the the open water swims over summer, there's just there's so many swims and there's so many people there, which is yeah, which is awesome. And it's it's just such a great sport, isn't it? I, I love swimming in the ocean, and uh, I yeah. did my first I did my first open water race for the season uh, last week, and there's five thousand people who who enter the the pier to pub and do this swim. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's just um. Um, it's not worth your time. It's only one point two k. It's too short for you. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just such such an awesome time, and um, yeah. yeah, it's great to see that that open water swimming's just had such a uh, big increase in popularity over the last few yeah. years, and we've and we've certainly seen it. I mean, I've probably seen it really start to come into a lot of clubs as well. You know, normally the clubs are mostly focused on the pool competitions only, and yeah. but now there's definitely a a lot more uh, movement towards um, some open water. Um, clubs or or there's you know different squads for for those guys and i mean you you train with quite a few 
um, good open water swimmers up up in on the Gold Coast, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. So you've got yeah, there's, there's there's quite a few there. And then what club do you train with over in Perth? I train with Perth City. And they and they've got quite a, their focus is mostly open water as well. Yeah, yeah, they, they've got a they've got an even bigger squad than here on the Gold Coast. Their squad is huge, so mm. it's really good. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Well, um, uh, good luck for for next week. And you're doing Rottnest uh, Rottnest again, so um, yeah, I am back around. And is that you, and you'll let's say you make the New Zealand team, you'll still do you'll still do Rottnest. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, if New Zealand turn around and say we're we're sending you on a plane for this race at this date and it coincides with Rotto, then obviously I'll have to I'll have to put the international race first. But other than that, I, I will be doing Rotto again. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, good luck for yeah. it. And um, it's been awesome to see you uh, well, become New Zealand champion and uh, and the progression over the last 12 months now that your shoulders are good. And um, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's really exciting to, to see where you're going. So good luck for it. And I appreciate you coming back on the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.